Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. Shep Hyken here. We're back on Amazing Business Radio with another amazing episode. And this time, we have not one guest, but two guests. These guys are super smart. First of all, they've written an amazing book called Connected Strategy. And as you listen to this episode, the book has been out less than a week. This is an outstanding book. And it's all you know, a little bit about customer experience, but a lot about you know being connected. And actually, uh, there's some cool concepts uh, in the book about even uh, why maybe not being connected. I believe the, well, I'll let them get into it. But what's been going on here with the opportunity between technology and the human-to-human experience being connected is what drives the customer experience and loyalty. So let me tell you about these two guys. I'm hopefully not going to butcher their names, but they are, they're foreign names for me anyway. But when I'm over there, they say the same thing about me. Matter of fact, you'll hear an accent. But once again, when I'm over in Germany, they say I have the accent. <laughs> Something like that. Anyway, Nikolai Ziegelko is a professor of management at Wharton School. University of Pennsylvania, and he has spearheaded some groundbreaking strategy and research uh, and all about, we'll we, we hear about it. It's, it's based on the book. He co-hosts the weekly Sirius XM radio show, Mastering Innovation, and he's developed an online course. And if you've listened to this show, you know I love online courses. Uh, business Strategy from Wharton, Competitive Advantage. And anytime you can drop the name Wharton in there, uh, that's pretty cool because that means you're pretty smart. But I'm going to drop a couple other names of universities and that he studied economics at Stanford University and Harvard. He has a PhD in business economics from these schools. This is amazing. And here I am. Barely. I got my communications degree. Proud of that. All right. Then we've got Christian Tervich, and he is a professor of operations and information management. Also at Wharton, the author of a number of books, publishing many uh, articles and academic journals. And he also has a uh, serious XM radio show, and it is called Work of Tomorrow. And he holds doctoral degrees uh, from, are you ready? I-N-S-E-A-D and a diploma from University of Mannheim. So I want to know what NSAID actually means. So uh, Christian, we're going to go give you the easy question first. What does that mean? I score well on this one. So it's called INSEAD, Institute European Administration d'Affaires, which is uh, one of the oldest and certainly one of the most leading business schools in the world. It sits in Fontainebleau and in Singapore and is in the Financial Times ranking, typically rated as one of the top business schools in the world. Based in Singapore? In Fontainebleau, France. Oh, okay, in France. And did you go to both, one or the other? No, I prefer the French version. Je parle bien français. (laughs) <laughs> and I say, uh, je parle en français uh, un peu, very un little. Un tout petit peu, c'est très bien. Right, right. And so, and both of you have your shows on Sirius XM. You've done this before. Doing interviews is nothing new to you. So, but this time you are on the other side. I get to ask you questions. Let's start. Who wants to go first? I want to talk about this book, Connected Strategy, Building Continuous Customer Relationships for Competitive Advantage. Uh, Nikolai, why don't we let you talk for a moment? Sure. Um, so this this book came really out of a research project that Christian and I have been engaged in for the last couple of years. And uh, 
you know, both of us also wearing many hats here at Wharton are co-directors of the Mac Institute for Innovation Management. And uh, kind of as we're talking to lots of managers, uh, there will seem to be sort of something going on of how firms are really reshaping the way they're connecting to their customers, you know, rather than having sort of episodic interactions where we wait for a customer to come uh, inside our store or come to us with a particular request. Uh, firms are much more continuously connected to their customers being able to even anticipate the needs of customers. So that was kind of our starting uh, point for, for this whole project, for the whole book. And then we really tried to create a book that would help managers actually create their own connected strategies. And so we tried to make it sort of as applicable as possible. And give us an example of what a connected strategy is. I mean, you use some really iconic brands as examples like Nike and yeah. Yeah, so let, let, let's start with Nike. I think this is a great example of you think, you know, how can I have a connected strategy with a shoe, right? Kind of, it sounds kind of crazy, but, you know, and traditionally the only connection I had with Nike was every one and a half years when I would buy a new pair of shoes. And then my connection was not really with Nike, it was with Foot Locker, right? Or wherever I would pick up those shoes. Nowadays, of course, you're not buying a shoe anymore. You're buying a shoe that has a chip embedded, that chip talks to your cell phone, that cell phone connects you to your virtual running club. But then all of a sudden, Nike has much better information about when I use their product, how I use their product. And it also allows Nike to actually start to fulfill a more deeper need that I might have, right? My need is actually not to run. My ultimate need is I want to finish my first marathon, right? And so now if they're able to help me achieve that goal, all of a sudden the value that I derive from this relationship is much higher than before. So you're telling me that the shoes that I'm buying today have a chip embedded in it. And is this all of Nike's shoes today? Not all of them. No, no, they have a couple of them, right? But uh, uh, so that's kind of, you know, again, we need to understand different customers and different customers want to have different types of connections. Right, right. I mean, I can uh, imagine. Certain products, yes. And uh, that, my, that little chip's following me around uh, all the different places I go. So, uh, Christian, Disney is an example. Um, I know the wristband that they now have is an incredible way to connect with a customer. Yeah, Disney is a great example. We talked to his executives about Disney, was at Disney about the initiative that they have called Magic Plus, or we as consumers know it as the Magic Band. And if you think about the magic that can happen through that band when you go through the park, uh, it does many things for you, starting from identifying you as a, it serves as a ticket, you can open doors, you can use it as a fast pass, you can order lunch through it. And a lot of the transactions that in the past would really require a very kind of pedestrian approach of interacting with Disney, like again, think about ordering lunch where you would have to call a waiter, the waiter would come to your table, you would, the, the, the waiter grabs the food as to search for you. Now Disney knows where you are, Disney knows who you are, Disney has your payment information, and that creates the opportunity to provide some really magical customer experiences, and that is an amazing fulfillment process. So all the way from the time that you leave the park, you're going home, and while you're on the airplane, you can already watch on your smartphone some of the, the memories, some of the digital memories, some of the photos that Disney has taken while you were strolling around in the park, even though you yourself never saw a camera. Wow, this is amazing. Um, so I, what you're telling me is that I'm connected with Disney because I have this wristband, and this wristband, by the way, I think it's important. Nike knows where I'm going, where I'm running to, or who I'm running from. Uh, Disney knows what rides I'm going on, sometimes over and over again, how long I'm waiting in line, what I'm eating, where I'm eating. And you just told me they're taking pictures of me throughout the park. And I don't even know they're taking the pictures. Is that right? 
Absolutely. No, you this might. This is crazy. This is great. In a way, it's great. There, that you don't like that, and I, I'm, I'm sure there are ways of opting out of that. Right? But when you when you come to Disney, you ex, as a consumer, you expect that level of service. Let me give you another uh, example from the world of healthcare. Right? If you are a patient in the hospital, while you're in the hospital. The hospital does everything that they can do to watch over you, to have all the care intensity for the two, three, four days, hopefully not longer, you're in the hospital. And then they say goodbye and you're on your own. Wouldn't it be nice if the hospital would stay connected with you, not through your running chip, not through your magic band, but I, I promise you we're not even 10 years away from a time when you will have sensors at or even in your body it would basically provide feedback to the healthcare systems of the people watching over you. And clearly, and we can talk about this in the moment, there are concerns around privacy and you know, protecting your data. But again, at the same time, if you need care, which many people who have been in the hospital really do, this allows you to provide much better healthcare at much lower cost. Let me tell you, if I am put into the hospital for anything and they want information, they can have all of it if it's going to help me get better. And, and I think that's part of the key, and you bring up a very important point, and that is, you know, I, don't, I can buy the shoe with a chip, but I've got to connect the chip to something, and that's my phone. And I know what you're going to get when I connect that chip to my phone, that Nike shoe uh, to my phone. I'm, I'm basically saying, I want this information. I want you to have this information about me so you can give me better information to help me run that marathon or let me know when the latest and greatest newest products coming out that's similar to the one I own. You might even be able to track how many miles I've run in my shoe or walked in my shoes so that you could tell me, you know, it might be time looking for a new shoe. With Disney, my gosh, if I'm going to go into the Disney park and save up all this money and take my family, I can't think of a better experience they can give me to, to get to know who I am. And I know there's much more information that when you connect that, that band that's around your wrist to a phone, you give them information like who you are, how old you are, all kinds of interesting information that allows them to really make suggestions. And when you're walking through the park, and uh, I know this, by the way, I, I knew a little bit about the band. Uh, didn't know so much about the chips in the shoe, though. Uh, but when you're walking through that park and they know that you're near, um, I don't know, a, a refreshment stand and it's lunchtime, they may send you a specific message saying, hey, it's lunch. And if you want to take a breather, here's a great place to do it. We're going to give you a special discount if you want to stop by, that kind of thing. So I, I, I love that they're doing it. Health-wise, oh, my gosh. I'm sitting over at my mom's house the other day, and all of a sudden I hear Alexa, who's right behind me, and she just, as you can, you guys can see me, the rest of the world, we see each other as we do these uh, interviews, but they just saw the, my Amazon Echo lighten up the moment I, I mentioned her name. But her Amazon Echo says, it's time for you to take your medicine, and please let me know when you've done so. And if she doesn't respond, that little girl's going to keep asking her over and over again until she finally takes it. But it gets better than that. You mentioned at some point there's going to be sensors in the body. Currently, you can take a pill that has sensors in it, and it stays in your body for several days or however long before you end up actually passing it. Uh, but this pill is a lot of electronics in it, and it's connected uh, through your Wi-Fi, and it can track all kinds of information, medical information, that when you're being monitored at home, and isn't it so much better to be monitored at home than be forced to stay at a hospital? 
I mean, it, it's so many, uh, there's economies to that, obviously, financial, but also I love that the comfort of putting the patient back into their own home in a comfortable environment, yet still being able to monitor them at a level that's probably greater than even just a few years ago uh, when we were at hospitals. So really cool, cool stuff. This is great, but what about the average business? Can the average business do this? And either one of you guys take this question because I'm wondering, you know, even a business like mine, uh, you know, I'm a speaking training business. What can I do to be more digitally connected? I think I have some of the answers, but I want to hear yours. Yeah. No, absolutely, right? I think the the intriguing thing about connected strategies is that clearly there's a technology component to them, but quite often these technologies are almost freely available, right? Everyone has access to these technologies. I don't have to become a technology company in order to create a connected strategy. So even if you think about Uber, right? I mean, Uber did not develop Google Maps or GPS chips or cell phones. But they said, but hey, if I can put these technologies together, I can create maybe a better business model, right? And I think Connected Strategies fundamentally is about creating a new business model, really trying to understand what are the pain points of my customers? How can I relieve those pain points? Or how can I improve on certain willingness to pay drivers that the customer has by creating a certain amount of information exchange between the customer and me that will then allow me to have basically a better value proposition for the customer, right? And I think it is really important kind of in that, in that relationship that there is a clear quid pro quo, right? And I think you kind of, you got to this a little bit in, in, your, in your prior comments because we clearly not saying, oh, you as a firm, what you should be doing is just collect all the data that you can get, right? And then and maybe do something with it. I think you really have to show a clear value proposition to the customer or to your, to your in, your, in this case, uh, listeners, uh, right? Kind of why should I give you my data? Well, let me show you how I can make your life really better, right? Yep. And I think one of the nice examples that you gave with Disney, like, wow, I actually saved some time because I didn't have to stand in a long line. Or, oh, look, yes, they direct me to this particular restaurant that currently doesn't have a line. So, wow, I really have, you know, a much better experience during, during this day. Uh, and yeah, I'm happy that I gave you that data, right? But I think in many contexts right now, you feel like as a customer, you're being exploited, right? You collect all this data from me and I don't see any benefit from it and you may just turn around and sell it, right? And so I think when with connected strategies, it becomes really important to have that clear value proposition to the customer because at the end of the day, kind of the customer might say, look, if you just want to have this information but I don't see a return, I don't want to have this connected strategy with you, right? I don't want to engage in that relationship with you. Right. I think so much of it has to do with trust. Hey, I got to tell you, I'm the guy that says, stick a chip in the back of my neck. Go for it. If you can make my life better, Mm -hmm. I'm up for it. The book is called Connected Strategy. The subtitle is Building Continuous Customer Relationships for Competitive Advantage. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about this and how you can become connected, how you can get your customers to want to be connected, and much, much more. This is Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. We will be right back. Are you ready to be amazing? Of course you are. That's why you tune into Amazing Business Radio. If you like what you're hearing here, you're going to love my new TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home. Each episode is devoted to sharing ideas to help you be amazing in both your business and personal lives. We also feature an app or technology every week that you're going to find fascinating, and we always have at least two guests on the show. The show is now available on Amazon Prime, Roku, C-Suite TV, and more, so the choice is yours. Be amazing or go home. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. 
We are back on Amazing Business Radio. And, you know, I, I love this idea, the connected strategy. And you know, I jokingly say, put a chip in the back of my neck. I remember the movie Minority Report. I think we brought this up once on the show uh, probably a year or two ago. But in the movie, Tom Cruise is like walking you know, down and, and these stores are like screaming out at him because they know he's there. He, and, and I think it's such a, uh, an interesting thing. Are we willing to give companies information? You know, not that many years ago, probably maybe four or five years ago, Target came out with a great concept that we want to send you emails, but we only want to send you emails that you want. So tell us that what you'd like us to send you information about. And I think you can do the same thing here. You can opt in to a company at various levels. I mean, do you see that being part of what makes this work? Absolutely, right? So if you think about the relationship that you form with a customer, it's all about personalizing. It's all about customizing what you provide to that customer, right? There's a lot of, in marketing in general, in all the forms of customer relationships that are what we call episodic, there's a lot of friction and pain points for the customers. There's also from the firm a lot of effort that is put into the relationship that is really not appreciated by the customer. And the more you get to know your customers through repeated interactions, the more can you tailor the offerings to the customer. What we think is happening is there's this positive feedback loop, right? So the more you and I interact with each other, the more I learn about your preferences, the better of a job I can do fulfilling your needs the next time. But moreover, I learn about people just like you. I mean, I know you're unique, but there are other people mm -hmm. like you, also unique in their way, but they're kind of somewhat similar to you. I learn about that population and thereby I can create new products, new services. I can improve my assortment to just do a better job for that market segment as a whole. Both of these feedback loops are really making the company stronger, the relationship richer, and it's ultimately really what is building the competitive advantage if we talk about Yeah, you bring up a great point, and I'll use Disney as an example. Um, when you wear that band, it connects to your phone. Is that correct? Uh, well, says, the, the thing with the Disney Magic Band is interesting. The initial version did not connect to the phone. Mm -hmm. they, they basically had the hardware, the sensing hardware right in the park. Um, the latest version, what Disney actually did in the Shanghai Park, is they just got away all entirely. They got away with the Magic Band. The reason for that is they now connect right to your phone. I think right. So you eliminate the band altogether. Exactly. And that, that you raised some early, early on, you raised a really interesting question to Nikolai, which, which was a question like, what can I do as a small business, right? It's a small business. In, in, in the past, maybe five, ten years ago, you heard about things such as a magic band, and you said, well, the, the technology infrastructure cost for pulling off something like that is way too big for me. Millions and millions. We're living in a world where everybody has a magic band in their pocket, and basically the technology is there that you can provide these magical customer experiences at low cost, even as a small phone. Yeah, but, so, so the phone becomes the magic band. And, Absolutely. And here, but here's the point about personalization. And Nikolai, whether it's a chip and a shoe connected to the band or Christian's uh, example of Disney, if I'm a family of three and my kids are five-year-old boy, two girls, seven and eight, okay, and I go in and I'm from a certain part of the country, um, if I, all I need to do is give Disney that information, who I'm with, and they can start to customize and personalize my experience because they will compare me 
to the tens of thousands of families that also have three kids, a boy that's five and a girl, two girls, seven. And all of a sudden it's like, they probably know exactly what my kids and I are going to want before we actually know we want it and make suggestions. I think that's a, a it, it's predictive analytics, uh, but I think it ties in when you tie the artificial intelligence into the connection that you have with your customers, uh, magical things happen. No, absolutely. I mean, I think that there are two points I think we need to make. So one is, really understanding different customers' preferences of how much they want to actually be connected and how much they want to have things act on them, mm -hmm. right? So you may be a customer said, look, right, uh, the more the better, uh, and you think maybe everything is really magical, uh, whereas some other customer might say, well, that's rather creepy, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's what you're doing, right? And, and customers will, will very much uh, differ on the amount of... Um, connectivity that they want, right? And so I think that is, first of all, really important that we're not, again, just creating one kind of connected strategy or one kind of connected customer experience because some customers like fast rides, some like slow rides, some people like a lot of connectivity, some people like less, right? Or some people want to be more in the driver's seat versus other customers say, oh, if I can just automate these things and let them, you do this for me, that's wonderful, right? So I think that's, that's one piece. The other piece we have not quite touched on yet is so far we've talked about the customer experience, right? Uh, now the other, um, which really what makes this truly a magic uh, strategy is not only does the magic band allow Disney to create a more custom tailored, wonderful experience for the customer or for the visitor, but it also drives up their efficiency, right? So now since I know where all these customers are, right, I can direct you to underutilized resources, right? Here's a right that has a short line. Here's a right that has a long line. I can provide you with services once it's really convenient for me. For instance, if I can uh, convince you to have your lunch at 11.50 rather than at 12.30, all of a sudden I have less of a queue at 12.30 and I don't need to have more staff at 12.30 to create sort of a shorter line at 12.30, but I can use my staff at 11.50, right? And so by being able to direct somewhat kind of customers, again, actually not only do the customers have a better experience, but Disney is running their park more efficiently and is able to lower their cost. Now, this sounds uh, complicated. Um, you know, my idea of a connected experience uh, for me is, you know, I have a, an app. It's the Shep Hiking app and you carry me around in your pocket. I have videos I come out with every week, articles. And, and if you wanted to, you can interact with me. That's real simple. That's an app. Is that, I realize that is just such a, um, a, a basic sophomoric level of connectivity, but uh, would you, is that where it all starts maybe? Is just something as simple as that? It is absolutely as simple as that, right? Every business is to answer two questions, a what and a how. What is it that the customers are going to get out of your app? What is the magic of customer experience that you want to provide? What is in academic terms, we say like what drives the willingness to pay the customer delight, the experience. So that is the what, the need of the customer. And then there is a how. How are you, Chef, going around and how are you fulfilling those needs? And that creates some fulfillment costs for you, right? Those apps don't fall from heaven, right? You have to build them. We have to pay mm -hmm. to code them. Uh, Disney has to hire restaurant workers, has to buy food, has to organize roller coaster rides. So they have fulfillment costs. And usually in the past, there's this tension between the what and the how, of course. Right? I can delight you as a customer. I can give your customer a personal uh, line right to your cell phone. And whenever they have an idea, they can bounce it by you. Your customers would be so delighted 
but you would probably be a little bit overwhelmed because your popular gaiety for thermocross would be very high. So there's this, there's this tension, there's this trade-off, and the power of connected strategy is basically you can do more with less, right? It's not just, as Nikolai was saying, not just increasing the willingness to pay, providing more magical experiences, but it also is driving down the fulfillment cost because we can now be smart about it. We can take advantage of the connected technology to nudge you to do what's in your interest, but also in the interest of the Yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, what are the, who are the, I mean, you mentioned Disney and we're going to start to wrap up here and I'm going to do the one thing question on both of you in just a moment, but you know, the best companies, who are the best at doing it that we would recognize? Obviously Disney, Nike, some other great examples. Well, I think Amazon has been amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, sort of understanding, understanding customer needs and understanding customers like you. And really understanding the pain points of customers and saying, look, you give me a little bit of information and I can solve that pain point for you, right? So you give me your address and your credit card information and boom, with one click, you can order, right? So, if, and I can now really see, okay, that's why I gave you the data and indeed it makes my life better, right? Then Amazon might say, okay, but now I've delivered, but you're not at home. So how about you give me access to the trunk of your car? And I say, well, that's kind of weird, but okay, let's try. And all of a sudden, wow, boom, right? They now deliver to the trunk of my car. I never have to go to UPS and pick up something, right? And so again, I've given you a little bit of information and you've shown me how my life is better, right? So I think that's sort of an interesting example of how a firm is really slowly moving up kind of this hierarchy of needs that they're trying to fulfill. Mm -hmm. Christian, do you have a favorite company? I have a favorite company at, at the risk of sounding funny or ridiculous. I will call it my mother. That's your it. mother, okay. my mother, your mother, all our mothers. What my good mothers, good parents, for that matter, what good parents do is they respond to the customers, their kids, when they ask for something. But they're better than that. They're not just throwing the things at the, at the kids that the kids ask for. They know what is good for the kids. They are parental. They can predict what the kids will need. And they sometimes even give the kids what is good for them, even if they don't ask for it. And even better, they know when not to give it to the kid when it is not good for them. And that is a gold standard any connected customer should aim, customer experience should aim for. Can you replicate what is really in your long-term interest as customer, as patient, as consumer, or as somebody in a Disney theme park? Right. And sometimes uh, mom will make you do things that you don't want to do that are good for you. But uh, Bingo, right? she knows better. And it is Mother's Day coming up, right? So I think this time is perfectly well here. Yes, perfect, perfect. All right, great, great information. Time for the one thing question. And uh, Christian, you go first. The one thing you want this audience that's listening to us today to remember, uh, it could be something you've already said or something new. Well, look, I'm an ops guy, not a salesperson, but the, the, the one thing as a marketing person in me wants to say, like, get a look at the book, Connected Strategy, get a look at our website, connectedstrategy.com. Um, but really think about, like, what experiences do you want your customers to have? As Nikolai said, this is not a technology question. It's about asking yourself what customer experience would be truly magical, would basically replicate that element of a mother that we just talked about, replicated element of magic, replicated element of Amazon, provide that great customer experience, and then think about like how could you use the connected delivery model to also do this at affordable fulfillment. Very good. Nikolai. Yeah, so Christian said connected strategies are not just about technology. I will say connected strategies are not just about the data. Of course, data is really important, but I think where lots of firms currently are stuck at is this idea, well, I've just collected all of this data, but now what? Right? And so I think 
what we are trying to stress is really start first with the customer needs. First start with the pain points or the willingness to pay drivers and then backward engineer what kind of data do I actually need? And that sort of informs what kind of connected strategy you want to create. Very interesting information. All right. The authors, Nikolai Ziegelko and Christian Tervich. How did I do? Get those names right? That's excellent. Excellent. Yes. Thank you. And the book is called Connected Strategy, Building Continuous Customer Relationships for a Competitive Advantage. I love the idea. Something is uh, really sophisticated is what Disney and Amazon are doing to something as simple as being a good parent and knowing what your customers, your kids need to do and know to do. I think this is outstanding. Hey, I can't wait to, to dive in deeper into the book. I've actually got an advanced reader's copy that came out just a, a few weeks before the actual book uh, has come out. But by the time you're listening to this episode, the book will be available on Amazon. Uh, you can get it in a real book, uh, you know, hard copy. You can get it as an ebook, or you can go almost anywhere uh, that you would go and buy books and get it there as well. So, hey guys, thanks so much for being on the show. This is why we call it Amazing Business Radio and you have raised our awareness amazingly well. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right, everybody, that wraps up another episode of Amazing Business Radio. Next week, we'll have another interview. Can't wait. Until then, this is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.